Welcome, my friends, to the Bob and Brad podcast. My name is Mike Keenitz, and today I'm interviewing Brian Bradley from the Egoski Method. We're going to be talking everything Egoski from their courses online, working with a practitioner, things you can look for in yourself, and we'll also be discussing some things from their book, Pain Free by Pete Egoski. So without further ado, here is Brian. Well, welcome back to the program, Brian Bradley. Thank you for joining us today. Mike, so awesome. Thanks again. Yeah, your other video was doing so well for us, we had to bring you back on. I guess our audience likes you guys or something. It's either that or they're blind because they can't see this face. So, you know what I mean? That's the only thing of why they're actually coming back. At least you have a head full of hair. I mean, I got nothing. (laughs) Yeah, I actually, listen, I give myself my own haircuts, which as you can tell, because ever since COVID, I haven't been to the the barber or the hairstylist, whatever. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to become an expert at my own hair. People (laughs) like it. Eh. Well, there you go. All right, so today we're going to be talking about Egoscue. So my first question is, what is the Egoscue method, and how did it come into existence? So in 1971, the Egoscue method was basically sprouted as an accident. Pete Egoscue was in the Vietnam conflict, war, whatever you want to call it, had his own injuries, AK-47, grenade, blah, 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 to the left and lower back, hips, all that stuff, ended up going into, you know, medevaced out and all that. And then finally in like 68, 69, 70, 71, he finally said, that's it. I got to start working on this on my own. He picks up Gray's Anatomy. Now I'm sure you guys have read Gray's Anatomy. You guys are the experts in that. It's like reading hieroglyphics, right? So it's, it's pretty tough read if you're just coming from no medical. And he was coming from Marine Corps major, political science degree, blah, blah, blah. But he said, I've got to start putting this together myself. And that old song of your knee bones connected to your hip bone, connected to your spine bone, shoulder bone, all that. In his mind, that's what he started doing, going, why is it when I put my arm up like this, my low back doesn't hurt anymore? So he was at least had the wherewithal to say why or what is going on. And that sparked the entire method at that point. No. Trust me, we've progressed since that point, but it's uh, it's been fun since uh, that. I mean, it's over 50 years now, and uh, I've been here about 33 years, and it's, um, to me, honestly, every day is so much fun because you get to see the results. When did the book come out? Because Bob gave me the book to read, and unfortunately, Brad stole it from me, so I couldn't bring it today, but I'm pretty sure there's a picture of you rocking a mullet in there, <laughs> so you know, I'm guessing it's a little oh, dated. Stop. I'm a huge fan of the mullet. Let's just be honest. Um, Halloween all year round at my house with my hair. But it's a uh, the the first book. The listen to this one from a marketing standpoint. The Egoscue Method of Health Through Motion. Yeah, try to tell that to your friends. What book to buy? That came out in like uh, 1989 and you know, mid mid 80s. Sold this many copies. But then we finally wrote a book called Pain Free, and that's the red book. The second version just came out two years ago. The, it's a yellow version of pain-free, the revolutionary method for stopping chronic pain, the Agassi method. But it's really just that branding of pain-free. So we kind of own that idea just because it's a, from a neurolinguistic standpoint, who doesn't want to be pain-free? You know, so that's where you can see it on all kinds of commercials and things now. I don't mind that because it just keeps building the brand. But you got to speak to some truth behind it. You have to be able to deliver results instead of saying, We hope you can live pain-free. No, I need to change hope to belief. And that really is, what's my experience? When I do this, I do this, I get a result. It's like when I brush my teeth, I expect my oral health to be better. Not, I brush my teeth and my teeth are black and my mouth stinks. That would deter me from doing the exercises or brushing my teeth. Sure, makes sense. So how does the Egoscue method differ from traditional approaches of pain management? Um... Great question. If we really listen to that question, how does Agoscue compare to pain management approaches? Uh, We don't. We don't do pain management. I don't care about managing your pain. Uh, The method wants to solve the problem. And it doesn't mean that other methods aren't out there doing the same kind of idea. Look, Bob and Brad, the most famous (laughs) physical therapists in the world, on three different planets on the internet would actually say, let's go after, yes, the frozen shoulder has to be addressed, but there's also the scapula, the relationship with the rib cage, how the T-spine changes, 
how the lumbar spine has a relationship and possibly how the opposite hip has a relationship. That's why we walk opposite arm, opposite leg. There's a relationship with that. <clears throat> a lot of the new, and I'm gonna get a lot of SHIT for this, but a lot of the new PTs that are coming out, Mike, are sometimes myopically focused and it's very interesting. Somebody asked me, should I go see a PT? I'm like, yep, the older, the better. Find somebody who's the older, the better. Bring in some old school Yonda techniques. Bring in some of the Czech Republic stuff. Bring in some DNS, whatever they're going to do hands-on. But you better be doing your Agoscu first to make their job easier. You have to try to balance out your posture. There's one PT on the internet, and I'm sure you've seen him. What a miserable person. But <laughs> he's a good dude. He's just angry. Like, you don't have to be angry. Like, eat some fat and eat some sugar before you talk. Like, he must be hangry at that point. He's always busting on other techniques, including chiropractic. When the lady says, don't ever carry a backpack on one shoulder, it's going to rotate you. In reality, she's not wrong. But instinctively, the person is going to carry the backpack over here. But if you carry one on both shoulders thinking you're, getting, you're balancing stuff out, you're actually balancing over some kyphosis because people wear it so low. And I have this all over my Instagram with quit wearing a butt pack, wear it as a backpack, pull it up the nerdy way, like my son never wants to wear it, but then loosen it up to take it off. It's a backpack for a reason. If you do carry it on one shoulder, where this PT is correct is there are no studies to show you that carrying something on one shoulder is going to lead to this. I agree. But you got to kill the anger, bro. Let's talk about it a little nicer to people because you have patients on your side who are a little scared and now all of a sudden they're going well which one do i do i'm confused the simple education is trust your instincts and if it hurts don't do it switch to the other shoulder and see if it gives you a break and when you find a pt who's amazing like bob and brad the most famous okay now you already heard that <laughs> find someone who's willing to look outside the box like you guys having me on here i'm an outside the box person but I love the PT world because that's where I came from. I love it, but find an artist and then keep them close to you. No, that's well said. So speaking of, this is going to go into my next segment on posture. Cause you're talking about it with the backpack. Why is proper posture so crucial for overall health and well-being? Um, I'm going to start this answer off with posture. Doesn't matter. That's what's on the internet. Posture doesn't matter. Show me a study where posture matters. I have one. With <laughs> Can a you show it to me? It. Yeah, we, we, we just did one with Stanford, Harvard, and it, and it blew it out of the water, especially with long-term patient retention and their view of their compelling future. Like, wow, I, I now have something that I can hold on to and do my work every day. Like brushing and flossing, I can make my dentist job easier, and I'm healthier overall. Well, let me show you a picture and just say, which patient would you rather work on? The one on the, you want the one with the rounded shoulders and no butt disease, or do you want the other one with the shoulders in a better position, better spinal angle? That's the same client 12 minutes of exercises later. Thank God he had a tattoo. <laughs> I mean, look at that. Yeah, that's a big difference. Now, if I'm in the hands-on world, stretch lab, all that kind of stuff out there. They would rather work on the person who's in this better alignment, not conscious better alignment. This is where that PT is correct again. Pulling your shoulder blades all together like this all day long is gonna to lead to other symptoms. But what if we got you stronger at the base of support? At the base of support. Let me give you an example of that. I have one of my good friends here who's opening up uh, Egoscu Boston. Rob, um, take that sweatshirt off for a second. I want to show them something. So I'm going to show you just from a sitting position how changing the pelvic tilt can make the tree more stable from the roots out versus the instability. And I'm not teaching you how to sit. So have a seat right here for a second, just looking straight ahead. And just relax here, back up a little bit. Sit kind of not against the back and just sit like comfortably relaxed. And you notice how I can right here, and by the way, guys, this, this segment was brought to you by Jeep. <laughs> but if he's just relaxed here, I can kind of have my way with him. I'm barely touching him to push him around. 
feet straight, bring him a little closer, which should make him less stable. From right here, I want him to tilt his pelvis anterior to put an arch in his back. So put the arch here, hold that from right here. Now pin your shoulder blades back, not up, these are relaxed, and I can hit him. And notice how he's not moving. So if we were to hold this position and hold this, and then possibly do bicep curls, side lateral raises, front leg, throw the ball, do this, anything in this position, then you're looking at the result of those before and afters I just showed you. This is something that we would do. Come on, I'm proud of this. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So the reason I show you that is to get your understanding to this is the circuit breaker for the spinal alignment to be correct and make the PT, Cairo, DO's job easier. But you, the customer, the client, has got to believe that the work you're putting in is going to give you an ROI in the back end that's worth the work you're going to be putting in. So the Egaski method is build the base before you work on anything else? What, what's that? The Egaski method? <laughs> I said build the base before you look at the rest of the body because a better base is going to prevent any other poor habits from forming, sort of. That's 100% Igoscu. That's it. That's our deep, dark, dirty little secret. <laughs> that now, wasn't a catchy saying, but. Yeah, I know. Exactly. But what if somebody shows up with scoliosis, right? You have the Schroth method. You have all these different things that are amazing as it relates to their results because they're not just looking at the spine. This person, if you look at this bending over, Amazing picture um, because they have kyphosis, they have rotation in there, the rib cage is out of position. When you look at this. Ooh, yeah. That's, that's for real. Yeah. But so is this. Same guy after. Oh, geez. Look where the hands are on the feet. Yeah, and the bolt before is shifted across his foot. Now they're centered, meaning his spine actually came back to center. Now the question is this: If I'm the patient, are my X-rays meaning that I'm straight now? You fixed my scoliosis. My answer is not at all. But what we did is we took away the rib cage compensation, decreased some of the rotary force that's in there by getting your base of support to be supportive of a spine that just needed a little help. That goes with headaches, jaw pain, can't open up your mouth, have TMJ symptoms, chronic neck pain on one side versus the other or both. Symptoms are symptoms. They're just signals. Yeah. Most people don't look at the body as a systems approach like you guys do. Most are individual, like you said before. They look at the frozen shoulder. They just look at the shoulder joint itself, not... How is the hip affecting the back, affecting the shoulder blade, affecting your... How is, how is the hip affecting the medial femur collapsing the foot? And then we put an orthotic in there to bring it up to supinated to neutral, but you haven't gone after the reason why the foot was collapsing. And maybe the foot was collapsing as a writing mechanism. Maybe the body was saying, I got to shift physics here. If I drop the foot like this, now the body's balanced. And now we want to play God and go in there and try to turn it back with something external. It doesn't make sense. You're fighting it. Right. It's just a temporary fix. That's correct. So next question is, can you describe a few key Egascu exercises that can help with common pain issues? I know there's probably a lot, but besides the pelvic tilting we already showed. Think of the pelvic tilt that I just showed you with your feet straight. That's the key. If you allow your feet to turn out, then you're affecting where the lower leg sits you're almost unlocking the hip. Whereas I needed to learn how to do this little bit of a rocker, anterior, posterior. Notice how the zipper here just goes along for the ride. What I'm not doing is pop, pop, sternal lift, sternal lift. That's not what I want. So from a side view, you're basically just going, roll the pelvis forward, roll it back. What exercise is this on your hands and knees? Like a yoga cat cow, cat camel, cat dog, correct? Yeah. You're just teaching this. Then you could go, hey, let me pull my shoulder blades together and now look up. Almost in the physical therapy world, you guys will know this more than I. When I roll my pelvis forward and I open up my hands like this and look up, just look up Bruger's work. And I know a lot of people will do this. This is the phasic position of Bruger's work. 
for those of you in the medical world out there. For those of you in the non-medical world, it looks like this. I'm just going collapsed, nothing wrong with it. Now I'm gonna roll my pelvis one, shoulder blades together two, open my hands, look up. That's the dog position of cat dog or cat cow. And then I'm gonna round over like this again. There's nothing wrong with it. Here's the initiator. Roll that pelvis, open up those hands, shoulder blades come back, look up. Notice what I didn't do was lead with this and lean back. I don't want this. This is gonna to lead to a, a spondy or some type of L1, L2, L3, L4, L5, and it's gonna increase your symptom. Here's another deep, dark, dirty little secret. If your therapy is not focused on you becoming a hip-driven athlete, then you will always grab the banister walking upstairs. You'll always get up out of the toilet and go, I'm already done, and you'll do this to get up. You'll push off your arms to get up. I need you to focus on doing the work here. And that doesn't mean consciously. That's from an unconscious standpoint. So, Mike, can I show you this too? Sure. Um, this segment's brought to you by Hoka. Not really. <laughs> but if you look at the, I'm a strong dude. Okay. Okay. Don't laugh. I'm a strong dude. And I'm trying to bend this. And that's the only movement in this shoe. Very stiff. But you know what? They're high heels for men. And I'm finally six foot one when I wear them. And they're very comfortable. Here's a New Balance shoe. This segment brought to you by New Balance. This is their What's this shoe called? Minimus. Yeah, it folds in half. Right? Great shoe. And this one's the Vibram Five Fingers. And I'm from Pennsylvania originally, and this is the state color. So this is what I wore to the prom, camouflage. But look at this. Same thing. Hey, Brian, which one should I buy? How about all of them? All of them. Switch to a barefoot shoe one day. Go for a hike in those Five Finger shoes. Don't go running crazy. Don't go running on pavement. They're truly barefoot. But when you go outside and look for a surface that's a little bit more unstable, get into the Vibram Five Finger Shoes. Let your foot adjust. The next day, put the hokas on and take a break. You're on vacation. You're walking on clouds. The next day, go to a workout. Wear the New Balance Minimus. It's a barefoot shoe that allows your body to move. The toe box can spread. But all of these are reactive, Mike, to a foot that is being dictated from above where it's sitting either in a short foot position, which is neutral, or completely pancaked out, and they go, oh, I was born with flat feet. So was Mike, so was I, so was everybody born with a flat foot. It's just over time, I've taken the time to develop it. And developing your foot is critical. It's absolutely critical. I wore x-ray socks here for the feet with another one with muscles on there if we get to it just to talk about the hundreds and hundreds of moving parts that are all subjected to 200 pounds of twisted steel sitting above it. You can laugh, Mike. I know it's a joke, but it's, I'll call it just Mr. Mr. Fluffy or something like that instead. But think about the pressure that the foot is under. And if we can interrupt that with a little bit of work, that's what I love. And this is no joke. When I found Bob and Brad a long time ago, I just love the approach to a little bit of humor goes a long way when you're dealing with a crowd that's suffering which is why this other PT is driving me crazy because it's, hey, negative Nancy just entered the internet because everything is, yeah, 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 she's wrong, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going, okay, wait a minute. You have clients on the other end, patients of yours that are going, what, what do I do then? I'm scared. Now they're even further in a hole and they're already suffering from chronic pain or acute symptoms or limitation. Imagine not being able to pick up your own kid because your back hurts. Now you have to love your kid for that to bother you, but I happen to love my kid. If I couldn't pick him up, that would have bothered me. If I can't play pickleball, I'm going nuts. If I can't go to the gym and do whatever I want in the gym, that's fine. I'll, I have to find something else to do. But I love other sports, golf. I love going to some boxing classes, working with some pro fighters. I gotta know what I'm talking about. We've gotta give the client patient the best chance to work from a bilateral base. And it's not the feet that are base. The feet are what's contacted the ground, but it is the hip, the pelvis. Everything spans out from there. And the unlocking mechanism of that is a balanced psoas muscle, especially. And when you look where that thing attaches, it's right below that diaphragm. And there's that little juncture at T12. 
which is a critical point right here when I said, don't do this. It's got to be coming from the hip. Yeah, often. I unfortunately had some hip pain uh, the last few years that I finally worked out now, but it was due to other compensation issues. But the first thing I looked at, interesting enough, was my feet um, because it happened during marathon training. And I actually have flat zero drop shoes and like yours, like my shoes right now that I just these aren't my running ones. These are my everyday ones. But yeah, they're the same thing. Oh, yeah, they roll right up. Are they lambs? What are they? These are the Wittens. They're just like $45 Amazon shoes. I've had somebody we just saw at a car show the other day had them on. They're amazing. Yeah, I just, I when I slowly ditched all my other pairs, you know, shoes get expensive. So at first I was like, I just want to buy some cheapies. I don't feel like spending 150 bucks. Yeah, they're like $45 shoes, but I've had them for two years. I've been fine. When you don't uh, have to depend upon arch support or anything like that anymore, your feet just naturally start to feel better. Um, you asked me about an exercise. I showed you the sitting cat dog, cat cow exercise. Yeah. Um, absolute game changer when you can drive that from the hip as the initiator. It's almost like I'm going to tell you this. Those of you who out there with kids, from the age of five on, if you can get your kid to do cat and dog done correctly, cat cow done correctly, you could put me out of business. I dare you. <laughs> I'll have to teach that to my nephews. They're, they're like eight and under. So let's do it. So, how can listeners incorporate these exercises? Let's just say the cat cow into their daily routines. You just got to start them young or what? No, for example, well, I'm 55, so I'm a third of the way through my life. I have a long time left. Let's say I just started now learning these cats and dogs on. Wow, that makes sense. Um, you know, uh, Brian has the perfect face for radio but I really like his message. So I'm gonna try these cat, cow, cat, dogs. Sitting, or even in the quadruped, hands and knees position. That's great. What I would like is for them to say, what if I did this cat, cow exercise, you know, whether on my knees or sitting, before I picked up my five iron to swing my club? So as you can see, I have these feet socks on. Pull these up. Okay, so there's your anatomy of your feet. And I get into my stance and I go, okay, here we go. I want to do this. And then my pelvis has to move. My torso goes to here. But then the unlocking mechanism is the hip has to pull and slide a little bit. Rotate, rotate, rotate. Here comes the club head. I'm already down line before this club head hits the ball. Most people that are upper body do this. They swing with the body being in sync. There's no disassociation or no separation. My foot has to react. My foot has to have a relationship with the ground, but something has to create the relationship with the ground. If I'm throwing a punch, same thing. We're just working out, boom, boom, and here comes the haymaker. I better be through before I deliver this. The same thing with tennis. I have to come through the ball to do this. Table tennis doing this, pickleball doing this. But it's all the same from here down. You just change what you're doing up here. So if they could get the exercise like that done first, then they've given themselves the best chance to be successful at the sport that they choose. Now, let's say you and I play 18 holes. By the third hole, I'm a little bit loose. I'm like, okay, I'm starting to hit pretty well. By the fifth hole, I slice one. First thing that comes into my mind was, well, Brian, you did break your left fibula. You did have two ACL reconstructions on your left knee mountain biking because I hit a tree at 60 miles an hour. Not the smartest sport ever known to man. My body could have easily compensated from that, but I stopped it. I learned from it and said, I don't want this knee to turn itself into a hip that's completely shut off, eventually degenerative, which I did tear my labrum during the same wreck. My job is to keep my body well balanced so that I can go, let's do all of these sports and stay bilateral. So if, if nobody gets anything out of this other than this, you do that one exercise, it literally could change the way your body's responding to the hands-on treatment that your practitioner's giving you. Imagine going to a massage therapist or a chiro because you have to. I go because I want to. I want to change have to to want to. And now you're in control of your overall health. 
So do you have any other testimonies of people? I know you shared a couple uh, individuals have really benefited from this. You you can name drop celebrities because I know you've worked with some of them as well if you want. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> I, mean uh, I wish I could cover up this face, but there's a before and after of a young fighter. Oh, in the one fight over here, oh no, over here, literally got controlled and crushed in that fight. But in the green shorts, controlled the fight and won in like 44 seconds and punched his opponent. Not that I'm a big fan of violence like that, right? But it is a great sport. He punched his opponent with his shoulder, not even the arm, because the finally had a real good understanding of the hip drives the rest of the torso and he ended up breaking the fighter's nose. Um, that'll be your famous person. So here's a second one. Um, uh, for the listening audience, it was Conor McGregor. Or was that someone at Halloween dressed up like Conor McGregor? It could, I don't have, know. It could have been. This picture is somebody, because I'm going to give you a little bit older. Let's see. Where are you? Let's, uh, there we go. Okay. And then I'll show you something else. This is a 78-year-old, 78 years young, before and after in my Tokyo clinic in 90 minutes before and after. Jeez. Yeah, they're really hunched over. That's a big so difference. If I was teaching this to the APTA, let's say I went to an APTA meeting, they're like, oh, we're going to just crush Brian. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. But take a look at this. And the before and after is only taken, and somebody's going to challenge it and go, oh, that's okay, she looks better, but that doesn't guarantee that she feels better. No, but it doesn't guarantee that she feels better until she saw the pictures. Then she saw some hope that said, when I do this more often, which I will because I see the result, now I have a completely client, I have a completely compliant client sitting in front of me. Versus do what I tell you and it'll work. A lot of people just choose not to do it. And then here is a 14-year-old who I gave the unfair advantage to. That's his back facing you compared to the other elite soccer players look at their builds at the same age. Yeah. The muscularity is a lot more. Zero weightlifting, Mike. None. I would not allow it till he was almost 16, 17. But I gave him the unfair advantage by taking him to the park and making him have fun and play at the local park, swinging, going down slides, climbing up the slide, getting on a pole, climbing up the pole, staying balanced on stuff. I brought the outdoors to him instead of saying, let's go and meet with a trainer. I'm okay with trainers too, as long as they're good. They got to find an artist, somebody who's amazing, probably from the PT world who transitioned. Here's another one. Same kid, 14 years old. First, I may have shown this on this last one we did, but never gets old. He's in the back running a 200 meter in the white shirt. That's him running the 200. Oh, yeah, he's catching up and he's passing everyone now. Pump your arms, your legs will catch up. He wins by 45 meters. Is his running form perfect? No, he was 14. He's like a gazelle that was just born. But what I did is I gave him, let's go to the park, let's play, let's do this. So whenever he and I go to a park, still, he's 22. This is him now. But notice where his body is serving him because he's getting ready to kick a ball at the college level, D1, but he's looking downfield because he understands his surroundings. That was cheating. All I did was give them an unfair advantage to be able to show up at this level. And then eventually, if they want to play pro, you take them to that level. But they're going to have the, they're going to have the stuff to work for them. For those of you who aren't D1 athletes or pro level athletes, but have kids, get your kids outside. Get your kids outside. Now, I know you don't feel like in San Diego, I can't just leave my kid outside and hope that he or she will still be on the block. You know, the white van's coming around. You know, <laughs> part of that. But I'm with them and I'm making them play. We had 34 kids on our street in front of my house every day because we had basketball hoops up. We had this, we had this net set up and every kid would congregate to our house. And guess what? I knew where my kid was all day long. But secondly, I improved the, the lives of them but it was mainly for my kid 
to acclimate with all races and genders and everything else, that was an automatic. But it was for the physical side, and that physical side will dictate a lot of your mental, emotional reaction to things too. So when you see somebody who is, that's what you're going to see. Yeah, I just, yeah, this pandemic was tough and I you know, just, I can't recover. What would life be like if you could recover? Oh, it would be amazing. Like, I think, look at that. Oh, I think it would be amazing. They automatically go to a different state physically because the state physically is the foundation for the mental, emotional reaction to stuff. Sure. No, it makes sense. It just helps with your whole alignment of everything. I'm just trying to explain a little bit more to the listening only audience since they're probably missing out on some of this. There is video if you go to YouTube and look for it as well, just a FYI. Okay, next question is what are some simple self-assessment techniques that listeners can use to evaluate their own postural alignment? Okay, so are you able to get out of that chair? Yeah, I can. Okay, so in a second here, we'll have you slip your shoes off. And they are barefoot enough, so you, you could do that. But if somebody's in high heels and they're listening to this at the office, I'd rather have them barefoot. I would have you stand up and check where your balance is. Just stand there barefoot naturally, eyes closed. Where's your weight left to right? Is it even or is one side carrying more? And then where's your weight from front to back in each foot? Wow, in my right foot, it's in my heel. In the left foot, it's toward the ball of my foot. That probably shows some rotary stuff that's going on in your torso, some rotation that should be taken out. Sure. And then we do the exercises. We retest that and see where it is. The second test is I'll show you a picture. And for those of you listening, you'll have to go on to YouTube. And I highly recommend because these pictures are worth it. Um, if you bend over to try to touch your toes and it looks like that, where there's really no pelvic tilt that happened, that's why the arrow is going straight up and all the reach is coming from the T-spine and the shoulders reaching forward. And he's four inches from the ground. And now Mike, this after picture was done after doing some abdominal crunches correctly with his elbows pulled back. Look at the difference in range of motion and the stress on his spine and how far did he go down? Yeah, that's a big difference. I probably look like the one with the red arrow. <laughs> well, that's, that's why I told everybody to get the video, Mike. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. So it, we'll just use me. If I can get you to stand up and just find what you call as a comfortable stance, relax, shake it out. If one foot's there, leave it there. Just don't stand on one hip or the other. Just stand bilateral. Close your eyes. And where's your body weight from left to right? Which foot is carrying most weight. So for me right now, I played four hours of pickleball yesterday. I'm in my left heel and in the ball of my right foot. I can feel it. In fact, my quads firing on my left side to stop me from rotating anymore. But look at this. What motion is that, Mike? You're rotating at the hips. You're doing a follow through swing. Yeah. I'm actually just doing exactly what my body did yesterday for a couple hours, which is rotate from my right to my left to drive balls. Cause I don't play left-handed. What could I do to improve that? I could drill left-handed a little bit, but nobody's going to do that. So my goal would be, Hey, that's an awareness test. Where was I left to right and front to back? I was a little unbalanced. It may not make sense for me at that point to go to CrossFit and do a deadlift. Why not? Do I dare say that CrossFit never hurt anybody? <laughs> well, uh, like in a way. Because maybe you took a misaligned body into the bilateral movements of CrossFit. I've never even been in a CrossFit box. I don't, I don't get paid. I don't do anything with CrossFit. Except I'll be the expert witness to go, you took this body alignment to this and ended up with this injury. Now, would it be better if these practitioners saw that imbalance and said, uh, no, do these three things first and then do some clean and jerk, some snatch, whatever you're gonna do, do some pull-ups, some kip-ups, whatever you're gonna do. Yeah, that would be better. That's why I would recommend everybody listening to this, including non-medical, this is a little plug, go to Igoscu Institute and look at the PAS certification, get it. I'm doing a uh, Zoom on Monday with a physical therapist who's going, I never even heard of a Goscu, but the more I read about it, I should be implementing this in my practice. Yeah, you should. You should. 
because the results speak for themselves. And who doesn't want a patient, your patient, my client, a patient to come out of it and go, I'm in control of my now compelling future versus I'm scared and life's out of control. So we talked about your book a little bit earlier, which there's new additions out, but you alluded to the Egascu practitioners a little bit. Do you mind explaining how that works and how people can find one? Uh, yeah, you can go to, um, well, it's, it's here. So it's egascu.com. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like Clark Kent when I do that. So here we go, egascu.com. And that's the spelling, E-G-O-S-C-U-E. And you can click find therapy, all that stuff. Also, you have um, on Instagram, and I'm just going to show this because I want to show you a latest post I did. There's Egoscu Method has an IG and Facebook stuff. We all answer our own uh, you know, DMs. We will answer you. Um, but for example, I had a, a discussion yesterday about you know, the two top things in pickleball. Find the right paddle and the Egoscu Tower. And that Egoscu Tower is a game changer. I mean, I have it back here where you're literally dropping your leg down and teaching the leg how to have a better relationship with the hip joint. It takes a while, but if you're trying to play sports at a higher end, you need a reset. My NFL teams and NFL players, when they do that, their longevity automatically increases and so does their paycheck. Now, I'm not an NFL player, but my paycheck is not tied to money. It's tied to my freedom and my time and my limitations. I have really no limitations. If I want to go to the gym tonight, I'm going to make sure that I do something to get rid of that rotation that I felt when I had my eyes closed back here. And the second thing, Mike, is remember that picture of getting someone to bend over and touch their toes could be like this. Hey, here's normal posture. But let's say the person shows up like this. Feet are turned out, sway backed, shoulders are here, and the head's here. Is there any, just go with your instinct. Is there something wrong with this posture? Uh, yeah, it's a little uh, hunched over and externally rotated legs. What if we changed our mind about this and said, congratulations on your posture. It's exactly where your body thinks it needs to be right now to be balanced. Because from a physics standpoint, if you're what you guys call core, we would say, relax, the, the body's not firing enough here. You've opened up the gates. The pelvis goes to here because it says, I don't want to do any work. The body then says, well, if I go forward, we're going to fall over. It then says, well, I'll just put the T-spine here. Well, then I'll round the shoulders over, and then I'll do this. And now physics is perfect. So when I explain it to you that way, Mike, now what do you call it? Well, now you... <laughs> Uh, you just look very interesting now. Well, we just look, okay, <laughs> exactly. Because it's no longer a problem when you think maybe the body's just trying to get from point A to point B with the best that it has right now. Is there another option? Yes. Let's get you back to a functional alignment. And then this person who stands like this and they go bend over, touch your toes and they go, okay, oh, I get a lot of stress like right here. It's not really pain, but I'm stuck. And I feel nothing back here. Okay. Or we get them into a better alignment. And now I move from the pelvis. I won't even move my torso. My pelvis, 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 pelvis. Now I go, the torso comes into play. And guys, that's, I told you, I'm one third of the way through my life. If I start feeling limitations in that, that's another test. How am I bending over? How does it feel? And then do a set of 10 of these cat-cow sitting like this. Do 10 of those. Test it again. And you're going to feel the difference, and it will automatically improve. That'll so, give you the reason, sorry, to think about, well, what if I did 10 exercises by Agoscu? Well, then it's 10x. Sure. So if someone has, say poor balance due to their postural misalignment, what would you do with them? Or wouldn't that really change? doesn't really change because I almost don't care what the symptom is. But let me just rephrase the question. The older you get, the more likely you're going to fall. And the studies are showing that if you're above a certain age and you fall, you break your pelvis, 
you got about six months. I kind of like Earth. I'd like to stay here for a while. Right? So I'm going to stay here for a while. Could they use walking sticks for balance? Absolutely. But wouldn't it make sense to do your exercises to help you with balance? So again, that closed eye test might be scary for people. Stand near the wall when you do it so you can't fall over. Near the wall, not against the wall. And then you do your exercises, test it again, and all of a sudden, I'm not as wobbly as I was. Can you imagine being 78 years young, balance issues, scared to death of falling, and all of a sudden, you're still 78, you're young, you're no longer scared to death, you're a little skeptical, I don't know, it can't be that quick, but all of a sudden you have less pain and you have a better balance, and then the more you do it, the better your balance gets. So like brush your teeth more, the cleaner they get and the healthier they are. It's the same thing with all of your joints and muscles and tendons and everything else. Sure. So you alluded to a graph earlier. You are kind of talking to me before the podcast started. Do you want to explain that to our audience a little bit? <clears throat> yeah, I'm holding a graph here and I'll show you the uh, visual here in a second. And it's the Agoscu effectiveness validated by researchers at top universities. So we had Stanford and Harvard who collaborated on this over, I do believe, a four-year period from 17 to 21, Igoski participated in a multi-year study conducted by these researchers at Harvard and Stanford, comparing the outcomes of Igoski therapy and traditional medical care. The study was published in the in JAMA, Journal of American Medical Association, in December of 22. So we're allowed to talk about it now and all this, this is why we did it. 1,792 women, 1,179 men, age all greater than 18 with neck and or back pain for less than three months duration. Mean age was a uh, 51.7. 33 clinics from our stuff took um, <clears throat> participated in this. They were given randomly assigned personalized daily exercise programs to improve posture from Egoscu, and then traditional medical care, including PT and non-prescription medication. And here's your results. Let's see here. Each Egoski participants had 47% greater pain reduction at three months and 77% greater pain reduction at 12 months when compared to traditional medical care. Now, remember, when I read this, this could easily say, we're better than you. Yeah. <laughs> no interest in that. This is a collaborative effort to get people out of chronic pain. But I'm trying to talk you into have some faith in the human body and do some corrective posture exercises, not train your core, because that's not the answer. There was a three times greater improvement in self-efficacy compared to traditional, and then a 2.5 times greater improvement in quality of life than traditional. The study also tracked care utilization over 12 months. Each participant required less of all of the following healthcare resources compared to those who are treated with different medical. Decrease in opioid and non-opioid medicated use, decrease in outpatient physician visits, decrease in diagnostic testing and imaging, decrease in medical procedures, decrease days in hospitals, decrease in emergency room visits. There you go. Let's see here, there you go. Yeah, it's uh, pretty compelling information there. And look, the reason why I love it is because now I always get these arguments which I love a good argument. You know, I think that's the Italian side of me coming out, but the Irish side's the fighter. But I look at this and say, here's your study that you've been asking for for 20 years. Because I've answered that question for 30 years. Well, it's not studied. So I understood the argument. But we were always going, I don't really need a study. My clients are giving us this anecdotal. Well, I understand the science world needs the study. It's here. I don't want to hear any more arguments. I really don't. You're either on board with helping your patient or you just don't give a shit. And that, sorry about that. I shouldn't have said the, the shit. <laughs> that's fine. That's what I loved about you, Mike, and Bob and Brad, where they were always like this. What if? What if you did this with a band and you got a better result? What if you did? That's why I loved the idea of talking to you guys. Yeah, don't I think- get me wrong. I'm going to have a discussion with that angry PT sooner or later because he's going to come at me. Please do. <laughs> because there's going to be some serious education and not all it's going to be physical. A lot of it's going to be mental. That's where it's going to come from. 
Yeah, there's lots of different methods, and I I've never been one that believes one is absolutely right. I think you can learn something from every different approach. So I'm gonna ask you a very selfish question here. What would you do for a person that just injured their AC joint uh, last week and has some shoulder discomfort? Well, there is a grade two right there. Oh, I don't know what grade mine is. I just know it's annoyed yet. Well, how much how much pop do you feel up there? Like, what do you feel on the AC joint? How much bone sticking up? Uh, it, it's early on. I could see a good sized lump, but now it is settled down. So I'm guessing it's like not a three. I'm guessing it's under that, but it's it's still kind of annoyed. Okay, number one, time is your friend. Yeah, it will automatically recover over time. Like the tissue just has to get used to that kind of stuff. But secondly. The minute you injured your AC joint, your humeral bone and your scapular bone and your collarbone all say this, shut down the presses, stop moving the shoulder. And when you stop moving the shoulder, you then affect the pelvic girdle because let's just look at the big lat muscle, you know, a bodybuilder lat muscle. Yeah. It attaches to the arm, but you're also making an attachment down here to that fascia that attaches at the sacrum, right, you know, below the waistline. So everything that I do down here affects my lat, affects how it affects my arm, but everything I do up here or lack of, I'm protecting it. I'm in a, a sling, elbow here, shoulder here. There's wrinkles in my jacket. I'm trying to protect it. I've now affected just that muscle alone. Gets, call it ischemic, says, put on the brakes. I don't want to fire the lat. I'm not reaching over my head. It hurts. Well, if that's happening there, it's happening to the rotator cuff. It's happening to pec minor. It's happening to pec major. It's happening to serratus. It's going to happen to, well, that has an interdigitation with my external oblique. Shit, I've just shut everything down, which the body very smartly does. So that's a long answer just to say this. Bring me back up on screen with you. Move your arm. Like, just come away from the back of the chair for a second. And just sit there, just relax them. Now just move your arm and see what it feels like. What do you feel? I can I can move it. It's just flexion's not bad. Abduction is okay till I start to get real high. Then it starts to pinch in there. Obviously, like the cross body is the worst. Okay, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, as you guys heard, it sounded like Mike was giving birth to triplets there for a second. <laughs> He's like, okay. So now do me a favor, feet on the ground, set them. And then remember, don't pop your rib cage. Just roll your pelvis up to a very large lumbar curve. So anterior tilt, your ASIS just tilted downward 20 degrees. Now move your arm across. Yeah, that's better. So surprisingly, I shouldn't I be surprised, to, but. Well, don't be surprised. Be happy about it. My job is to say, Mike, oh, now he's trying a lot more. Mike's like this. There's no way that's doing this. If you guys see the visual, he's it, like, there's not a chance it helped like that. It is, you, it is, ironically. You can have an AC joint separation, but I don't want a pelvis, other shoulder, trap, head cocking to one side, foot collapsing, adaptation or compensation to be there long term. So all we're going to do is say, Mike, we're going to make your physical therapist, which I'm pretty sure it's either Bob or Brad. So, um, but I'm going to make their job easier by you doing some exercises at home to change the way your spine is loading. Let me ask you another question. Would a, would a chiropractic adjustment, let me change it. Could a chiropractic adjustment to your mid thoracic, possibly your neck and maybe a lumbar adjustment theoretically help that shoulder? Yeah, probably. I've personally never had one, but I could see how that would help because it affects your shoulders affected by your spine. Great. Muscles move bones. Become your own chiropractor. Do the exercises. So for you, I would learn this movement, pick up a dumbbell and just do unilateral bicep curls. Whether you want to supinate, go to hammer curls, I couldn't care. You're going here. You're going to pull your shoulder blades together and just do some bicep curls. Because the bicep, tricep attaches to the shoulder blade, we're going to get some good movement here. But nobody really focuses on the clavicle, which is affected at the AC joint. We have to be able to get a better rotation there, 
which it has this SC, SC joint right here at the sternum. Mm -hmm. If you start rotating, now you're going to really change stuff around. Yeah. So let's derotate the body. Let's get you back to balance. No, it's it. It honestly just feels better just tilting my pelvis, <laughs> which I was I'm ironically surprised. I should work, figure out my good sleeping position too, because that's been a bear. Um, I sleep in about 120 different beds a year, not because I'm promiscuous, but it's because I travel so much, and I don't I can't control in Japan a bed that's built for someone that's five eight. And I'm six foot in my hokas, six one, men's high heels. But if you think about it, it's not made for me. No. The mattresses are this thin. Um, the Marriott properties have different beds. I, so how about you train yourself to sleep in any bed? Train for the sport of sleeping. And then your, your shoulder. And yeah, you sleeping on a shoulder like this that already has this SI or the AC joint popped up here, it's going to hurt for a while. Yeah. But you can speed up the for a while Instead of it being six months, it could be two months because your body's supporting you. I'm actually rather surprised by this pelvic tilting. You got any more tips for me? <laughs> I know plenty of exercises. I just wanted to get your opinion on it. I actually do. Um, what's your favorite exercise you do? For what? For my shoulder? Yeah. Uh, I don't really have a favorite shoulder exercise. I mean, when I normally I'm just overhead pressing with a kettlebell. Kind okay, of supinated. Great. But you can't do that now with the AC joint. No, I like one of my favorite stretches is probably the prayer stretch for my shoulders. The what? The prayer stretch, like the yoga one where you're down on your hands and knees and your arms are overhead like this. Oh, you mean like a almost like a child's pose? Yeah. Yeah. And same thing. Overhead like that? Yeah. Listen, anything that has the word pray in it, I'm a fan of. Let's go. <laughs> Little meditation never hurt people. Let's talk about yoga. We're in the United States of we screw everything up that came from other countries and was amazing. So instead of us looking at yoga as let's do yoga to shrink our butts so we look better in Lululemon. By the way, this segment's brought to you by Lululemon. <laughs> um, once you can get that motion to happen, if I were to put you with an AC joint into a down dog, ah, it's going to hurt because I'm asking for that flexion of the shoulder. But once you got to a healing process and you said, I'm going to get back to down dog. I want to make sure that you're not going to trigger the down dog by doing what? Pushing into the down dog with my arms. And my face is like this. I'm doing yoga. There's no <laughs> ugly face or anger in yoga. Come on, relax. How about we do this? Pull our butt back to the down dog. And that will flatten our back down for us. So listen to the words. Close your eyes for a second. You're in downward dog. You're piked up. And I say, Mike. Don't push with your arms, pull backward with your butt to your, toward your heels. Almost where your tailbone goes up, you're gonna put a little arch in your back. When you do that, now you have iliacus, TFL, sartorius, rectus femoris, psoas, all coming into play to go, I'll help out. And then glute medius and minimus go, oh, I'll stabilize. And then the adductor goes, hey, what about me? I'll do some work. Rather than let's make my triceps stronger by forcing the stretch. Sure. Yeah. You just passively let your shoulders elongate as your hips are driving and doing the work. Yep. Which is basically what we just did sitting. But I yeah. mentioned bicep curls. You would think that the bicep itself, right? We contract this. Most people would say my biceps and pecs are pulling my shoulder forward. But I want you to do it this way where you're rolling the pelvis forward, pinning the shoulder blades together, no sternal pop, and then fire your bicep like that, whatever way you want to do it. There's no humeral away from you, but because we're firing a muscle that has shoulder blade attachment, those erectors in your back are going, there's 30 pounds pulling us this way. We better erect the spine to hold it as a reaction. Yeah, this is a, it, I actually, so all this week I've just been doing running because I can't weight lift right now. So I uh, was running and my shoulder's getting sore. And obviously you can't really tilt your pelvis too much while you're actually moving like that but i did think of oh it's kind of sore when you run typically you're slight leaning forward and i actually just retracted and then i was like oh my ac joint is like 10 times better now so the posture alignment is a key feature well i'm going to show you this uh video of this guy 
Think about when you run, you're going, uh, uh, uh. Like there's a little bit of downward too, but look at my shoulder. It could be an AC joint's nightmare. Yeah, depending upon how you run, yeah. Correct. Well, let's go with how most people run, right? (laughs) Okay. But check check this out. So I caught, I was driving a Tesla and I snuck up on this guy so he couldn't hear me. I was the creeper behind him. (laughs) But look how much larger one calf is than the other. And look how thing is double the other one. Yeah. And how his head, his head tilts one direction. It doesn't go the other. And one direction would be a name of a band. That would be amazing. Um, so you look at this, the way he's moving. He also has a lateral tilt there, too. That's correct. Lateral tilt, larger calf. One arm swings more than the other. This arm swinging and my head's tilting this way. I probably don't like my other hip. Interesting. One arm's not swinging and I'm laterally tilting. What do you think I gave him for him to instantly feel a difference? Did you actually give him something after you awkwardly followed him? Oh, I pulled up beside him. I pulled up, dude, I told you I'm a little odd. But I pulled up beside him in a Tesla, which already let him know. Last time I checked, the gang members weren't driving Teslas. Okay, so here we go. I pull up beside him. He probably felt pretty safe. I said, excuse me, how you doing? Good job on the workout. He's like, oh, I'm trying, buddy. I'm trying. And New Yorkers are able to have discussions with each other without being interrupted. So I was like, I can talk to this guy. He's East Coast. And I'm from PA, so we get that. So I said, hey, real quick, I work with a lot of pro athletes. This one, this one, this one, because I had to add some credibility. But you're out here trying to work yourself. You're probably training like a pro athlete, right? He's like, I'm just trying not to be fat. And I said, well, how's that working for you? He goes, well, as you can tell, it's not. And he goes, it hurts too. I said, look at this. And I said, I'm just going to explain it to you real quick and I'll delete it. No arm swing. This, 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 this. He goes, you can keep it. Holy cow, that's me? And I said, yeah, what are you looking at? He said, I'm overweight. I said, no, no, no. Let's look at it. And we went through the stuff we just saw. I said, in my line of work, you're a Ferrari with two wheels that are pointed like this on one side and two straight wheels on the other trying to do this. And it's going to override and overwork the straight wheels. But the problem's on the other side. And then medical care is going to say, well, the pain's over here. Let's treat this instead of looking at the cause over here. So I just had him do this. Put your hands on your head, interlace them together, pull your elbows back, drop your traps like this. And he goes, oh, it's real tight. I said, I didn't say talk. I said, walk. (laughs) And he walks away. But Mike, why did he walk better after that? Why did he come back and say, I felt lighter. And I said, how's that working for you? You're the fat one. That's what he said, not me. But I'm bringing him back to those words because he needs to feel the negative language too. Well, just doing that is going to help lift up his pelvis more and it's going to bring up his posture better. So it's probably going to help his shift he's having. Because if, I mean, if you have a shift on one side, you can honestly just lift that side up and kind of help. Because oftentimes your rib cage is tightened down to your pelvis like this. So just lifting and keeping your pelvis low can help. So I'd imagine that's why it helped a lot. And he didn't swing the other arm ever. So all I did was move it to a bilateral shoulder position and said the rest of the body will figure it out. I said, if you really want to get results from walking, just spend the next five minutes walking like this and then just walk normally. And then when you want to put them back up again. Game changer for him. Game changer. Did you get his number? Have you talked to him since? Uh, he's now 112 pounds. Oh. No, I'm well, just kidding you guys. That's not true. <laughs> That's zero truth to that. Um, but, I, you know, I don't want to be giving some strange guy my number. Then it gets odd. I mean, filming him from a Tesla was already odd enough. But I, I, I just said, thank you so much. He goes, yeah, keep the picture. I said, can I use this to show my people? He goes, well, you can't see my face. Go ahead and use it. It was amazing. And again, the reason why I was so confident about it is the worst case scenario, he would have said, you're weird. Okay, great. Delete. But instead, I chose to have another conversation and serve another human being. And that is honestly the work that I do with Pete Agoscu, Tony Robbins, different people in that world who just have an interest in really helping people, which is what honestly attracted me to Bob and Brad, because that's all they're really interested in. Don't get me wrong. It's They joke around about some stuff. I get all that. But they're serving humanity, even with some stupid humor. And I'm a huge fan of Chris Farley. I'm a huge fan of stupid humor. Yeah, they have a lot of dad jokes. They really do. 
All right, I'll ask one more question. So what are some practical tips for listeners who want to start incorporating the Gasky method into their daily lives? Okay, so let me just check to see what book I have back here. Okay, so here's the health through motion book. Here's the pain-free book. Here's the pain-free for women book. Here's the pain-free at your PC book. Here's my new one. Come on now. Oh, I think it's outside here. Give me two seconds. I know this is really professional. Hold on. So here's the pain-free yellow book. This is the new version of this book. So this one came out, and I do believe that you were Referen yeah, that's the red one I was referencing earlier. You're in there. Is, I thought that was you. This is yours truly. Back in the day where I was like, gotta get big. All right. Great book. This is the first book. Amazing book. In my opinion, one of the best because it's just so old school Peter Goscue where he was fighting the medical world and it's worth the read. This book's called Pain-Free for Women. What could go wrong? It's written by two men. <laughs> okay. Here's the Pain-Free at your PC book. Really cool because you get to see this. This is a game-changing photograph that's just honestly, bottom line, almost life-changing. There I am in some suspenders back in the 80s and 90s. Hello. Okay, but this is the book that just came out not long ago. It's the rewrite. Amazing information in here. It's Peter Goscue now in his mid to late 70s, um, having bulldozed this road of the word function. Um, back in the 80s and 90s when I hooked up with this, nobody was talking about function. We almost got laughed at on stage. So you strength and conditioning, serious thing, NSCA convention way back in the day. So you guys are the guys that think that a player can get bigger, faster, stronger by just laying on their back with their legs up at 90 degrees over a couch and waiting for their, you know, whatever to happen. And I, Pete looks at me and I said, I'll answer that. I said, absolutely. 100%. Can you get bigger, faster, stronger by laying on the floor and doing nothing? So imagine this picture. Remember this picture of this 78-year young lady that I showed you. Imagine putting her on her back in the top picture with both legs up over the couch and just letting her head and upper back settle so that you get a different athlete down below. Now imagine that's a 300 pound lineman doing the same thing. Which athlete do you think is going to be bigger, faster, stronger, quickly? The bottom one. Correct. So what I meant by that was we're not going to make you bigger, faster, stronger. And you're coming out at 340. But when you go to bench press next time, instead of it being here, and popping the rib cage doing this, it's gonna be here, 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 and now I'm truly affecting strength and conditioning. That's this person that I showed you doing the bend over before and after, the guy that owned the CrossFit club, a box, I don't wanna call it by the wrong name, um, but here's his squat before and after that one exercise. It's not completely fixed, but look at the carry angle of his torso. Yeah, he's more upright. So you want to load up the erectors and cause back problems? Stay bent over while holding 315 behind your neck. It all comes down to hip mobility, hip stability, and the where that femur is centrating in the joint. It's really that simple because then the psoas can do its job. Then the diaphragm does its job. And then breathing 24,000 times a day the way you're supposed to strengthens your psoas, which strengthens your emotions. I mean, this, we could go on for hours doing this, Mike. I love the sound of my voice. Um, before I forget to ask, so you have clinics where people can work with someone in person, a practitioner of sort. Do you, you guys also do online training as well, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, I have Zoom clients in 195 countries. We also do certifications for practitioners as a posture alignment specialist. Um, I franchise these. I need LA, Miami. Texas, London, Australia. Come on, I need somebody step up and let's do this. Right? So I just need more. And the cool part of that is we're one big family. Everybody's connected together through our uh, through our AI, through what we call the EPEAT system. It's an electronic Pete Agoscu because eventually he may not be around. He thinks he's going to live to 150. 
okay, great, I hope he does. But I look at this kind of stuff and say, your legacy is about your message. And his message has been, honestly, you're looking at the most selfish human on the planet. If I was around a bad message, I wouldn't be here. His message has been so authentic and fun. I mean, that's the word of the day. Let's start having some fun because society sucks, right? That's where they want us to stay. They want us to stay in the suck. But when you can do something for yourself and come out of it and go, I don't feel the same as everybody else does. It's a fun, resonating position to live on. Well, thank you for joining us today. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, other than you'll get contact information up there through IG, all that stuff. But let me just tell you, it's under uh, Instagram is the Brian Bradley. Let me be clear. I'm not that narcissistic. I put the in front of Brian Bradley because Brian Bradley was taken and the guy wouldn't sell it to me. So it's the Brian Bradley. And I answer all my own DMs. I don't care what the question is. Let's have the discussion. You know, it's about you personally. If it's about somebody else, if it's about Brian, I don't believe you about this. Well, neither did Mike about his shoulder until he sat up and put the arch in his back. I'm glad I could do that again. I couldn't even do that cat cow for a while with my hip problems, but that's an old story. Anyway, thank you for joining us today and hopefully we'll do it again sometime in the future. Buddy, I think it should be a biannual thing. I think we should just turn this into having fun. 